Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah, an upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Welcome to the Wrestling Sheet Radio's Raw Recap. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief Ryan Satin. Here with my guest today, Jay Washington. I'm Thank glad you. you were able to step in. Weird Thank handshake you. I did there. That was weird. Let's get it right. <laughs> I mean, it was weird. It was like a relationship handshake almost. I was like, wait. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, uh, last week, uh, I, I tried to get Jay in here, but he was, uh, when, when you know, the same day I had Vinny come in, but uh, he was already on his way to Comic-Con yeah, the next day. Right, it wasn't going to happen. So right when Roca told me he couldn't come in today. I was like, oh, Jay better be able to step in today because now he doesn't have this Comic-Con excuse. <laughs> this is true. Dad. Like, what you got? Uh, I'm still in San Diego. Like, just online. I'm just still partying down here with some furries. Partying by myself. Party by myself. crazy in San Diego. You know how it goes. Uh, how was San Diego? Was it good? San Diego was good. It was busy. It was nonstop busy. I was doing interviews and coverage all week and then on top of parties and parties and I walked over a hundred thousand steps. Oh God! I've never walked that much in my life. 
I think my phone thinks I was being chased by the police or a slave walking to freedom. One of the two. I'm, I'm a pretty tied to my phone guy where I'm like always kind of looking at my phone. But, man, I was at uh, lunch or brunch or whatever with my mom in Palm Springs this weekend mm. uh, during the Hall H Marvel stuff. And I was just glued to my phone, just like refreshing Hall That's H. That's how it is. Yeah, just all you got to do is keep refreshing. It was because like me and uh, BC Campbell, we were sitting there covering it. We were dual covering it. So everything he would give me, like I could see some of the live feed. I we took somebody snuck a live feed, so I could see it, and I'm still trying to put stories. You had someone phone. the whole time that snuck a live feed in. Don't, yeah, I know how to do. It. That's good. No, no, because no, I was watching one, and I watched it up until God. It was quick. They had like the Eternal stuff, and then like maybe one other thing, and then you the person just goes. You just heard the person go. Oh no, no I'm not filming. No, 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 I'm definitely not filming, like, crumb yeah, off, and yeah, you're like, shit, yeah. no, I was watching that, yeah. no, uh, no, it was really cool, the rehearsal at least that was dope, dude, like, I was like, I wasn't oh, expecting man. that, that was cool. Nobody was, it came out like a first round NBA draft pick, <laughs> like, ugh. And just the most, I, I don't know, you saw the interview that Kevin Feige did afterwards, and we'll get to the rest of it after this, but I thought it was the most baller move, where it was just like, rehearsal Ali called us, and said he wanted a meeting, so we met with him, and he sat down and said, I want to be Blade. And we were like, cool, done. Well, that was because he, like, he won two Academy Awards. You don't tell him no. No, of course. I mean, that's why even Kevin Feige said he's like, I mean, he just won two Academy Awards. If he comes to you and says he wants to do a part, you're going to say yes. So we say just, yes. We're like, yeah, totally. And, like, you know, it was known that they had just gotten Blade back or whatever. Yep. So, I mean, it made sense. But, yeah, that's going to be cool. I'm into that. It will be nice to see what happens. Like, everybody's like, oh, but it's not going to be until Phase 5. He'll be X amount of years old. That doesn't mean that he can't film the movie before it comes – you know, but no, that's that's totally. not what we're here for. Because no, I can no, go no. into that full As much tent. as there was a reunion of sorts at Hall H with bringing old characters back, I like, like Blade I like and Fantastic I like Four <laughs> and the Mutants, we had the Raw reunion this week for wrestling fans, and it kicked off with John Cena, the the Doctor Thugonomics, coming out to the ring. Uh, he actually got a pretty big. Pop, I think that, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Absence of the fact that you've announced you've been in the Suicide Squad, Fast and Furious 9, and, and like, seven other movies. I'm like, oh, he's a superstar. <laughs> so it's like, it, yeah, but it is the fact that we don't see Cena. Yeah, totally. You know, and then even to an extent, there were some fans that were trying to get the Cena sucks chant going just because it's what he's used to, and he li- he likes it now. Yeah. So, I mean, that was cool to see him come out, and uh, it was fun. It yeah. was fun. And then to watch the Usos come out was dope, and the, the rap battle <laughs> it was brief but i like what i loved how when you know so the usos come out and they're like trying to goad him into a rap battle or whatever and then uh you know he finally uh, obliges and I, it cracked me up when when he called them out on their mug shots <laughs> they was uh, just they couldn't help but laugh because i don't so blame good. him he was like y'all both get arrested i was like <laughs> it was like all right, all right. <laughs> but that's that's the that's the beautiful thing about the Usos and a lot of guys and, and girls in the back that family environment that they always are talking about. Mm-hmm. We hear about drama and beef and politics. That's what any entertainment business, no matter what. But when you're stuck around people like that for two hundred something days a year, you have to have fun in moments you can. Oh yeah, you have to. And so that was that was just pure unadulterated fun right there. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and then you know, also you know, if it's Cena. Giving you a hard time like that, you're gonna take it. It's a le- he's a legend, you know. At this point, you know? I'm not gonna lie. I was like, is Cena gonna wrestle? Because I thought. He, but here's the thing: is I, I I got that feeling too. Or like, is he gonna at least come in and do like an F5 on the yeah. uh, uh, or attitude adjustment on the um, F5? I was thinking FU, the attitude adjustment on uh, the revival or something like that. 
Um, but then, you know, so Rikishi comes out. They do the dance. They're about to do the dance thing. Revival come out with Devon Dudley for some reason. Which, okay, can we talk about this for a second, ladies and gentlemen? I, I tweeted about this. I said, I understand the reason Bubba didn't come. It's because of his contract with ROH. Of course. I get it. However, that looked terrible. Just it looked having, so weird. It just looked weird as hell having Devon Dudley out there. Was the point? Okay, because I've been trying to figure this out. Do you think that the point they were trying to establish by having Devon there, which, yes, you're right, looks very confusing without <laughs> Bubba Ray when he's in the full Dudley attire. Even just the tight draw, just say Devon Dudley. It was so weird. <laughs> You might as well just put him in, like, the Reverend thing. You might as well have made him Reverend Devon. You know? That would have been a hell of a lot better than having Devon Dudley. Because if you did Reverend Devon, that is the established singles gimmick he had at the WWE. Yeah. I could live with that. Yeah, and we don't see we don't see Reverend Devon very often. What you, you mean, know? man? We've never seen Reverend Devon again after uh, Deacon Batista whooped his ass. So let's not forget that. Um, but, okay, do you think that what they were trying to establish by having Devon there was that he's a legendary tag team wrestler and so he was giving them like his approval because he's like a famous tag team guy you sound like somebody that was probably in the writer's room that was <laughs> reaching for his life so vince what we can do is we well, can you say- always see scott dawson being like when someone's talking shit on twitter he's always like yeah we'll stick with uh being approved by you know arn anderson this person that person michael hayes you know, he's always naming famous tag team guys so I'm. Do you think that, that's the only thing I can think of? And I, okay, I'm not trying to WWE explain here because I also thought. Did it was you weird. say WWE? <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I get. It's just that it's weird. It's something you wanted to have Devon a part of it. Devon is in the back in production. For those who don't know, he is sitting in Gorilla every show. He probably every works row. in the tag teams on tag team stuff. He probably works tag team stuff. He is in Gorilla on headsets. To be like, yo, I'm gonna have you on camera. I would have rather them told Billy Kidman go grab some jean shorts. <laughs> Honestly, would have rather have told Billy Kidman that because it just looked weird. It did. No, all my friends that like I'll usually text with during like Ron Smackdown or whatever or pay per views. It, it was all of us like it looks really weird seeing Devon without Bubba Ray in full Dudley attire. It, like it looks, you know, he's doing the he's doing the whole. Thing. I was like, who are you gonna tell to get a table? Like, what are you? I I, I get it. And then I thought at the end that he was going to turn at least. Like, then it was going to make a little more sense. Like, he was going to not be a fan of the Revival. And he was going to hit them and then do the 3D with one of the Usos or something. But then, like, nah. They just, like, they they kind of, he kind of caused that distraction by accident almost with Rikishi. And then the the, the super kick happens, splash happens, uh, Revival lose, uh, Usos win. And, and, you know, there's no real payoff. He just kind of helps them go away. Oh, and also, I forgot to leave out the fact that John Cena just peaced out during the commercial break. Oh, man, he was like, uh, I, I was just paid to be here for this three minutes. I'm gone. <laughs> He's like, yo, I got to get back to the Fast and the Furious like, they just look, literally. I know they halted production because of that accident. Accident, but we're back on tomorrow. We're back on tomorrow. That's literally what it was. I got to be up at like four in the morning. So like, I'm going to just throw these knee pads back. Like he probably borrowed somebody's knee. I'm really sure that most of that stuff he had on was not his. No. Like, like, he you gra- know they got an extra pair of jean shorts just like in the production area. Just, so in, just case. in case John shows up. <laughs> you know, they go grab one of his They pull out where it's just all of these crisp yeah. jean shorts for John. They grab one of the, the, one the of- t-shirts from uh, merchandise in the 100%. wristband. 
you know, grab one of the hats. They got him, you know. Some, he's good some, to go. Some guy that was like, look, you ain't using your knee pads. Give me here real quick. <laughs> you totally. Give, give, give me here real You ain't catering all night. Should I just give me your knee pads for three Dude, minutes? You're getting paid the whole day. Look, don't worry. You're getting paid. Just give me your knee pads. <laughs> but they did give up the <laughs> They did make it look for a second like Cena was going to wrestle. And then he just, I meant to bring that up. He just peaced out during I mean, the commercial he just break. bounced during the commercial break. Because I think that's what he would, if you saw when the Reviver were coming out, the camera panned to Rikishi, Cena, and the Usos for a hot second. Cena's in the back telling them something he about to do. <laughs> and all you see is them come out, here comes Devon next thing you know, where's where's John Cena? Where, <laughs> anybody know where Cena went? Anybody? Because group chat was like, is Cena going to wrestle? And then when I came back from the break, she's like, wait, where'd he go? Cena was You can't one. see him. You, you, know, can't, you see, can't see him. You can't see him leave either. <laughs> oh, and then we got our first shot of Hulk Hogan of the night right there. Uh, yeah, so... Um, I have thought. Look, yeah, go I, for it. Okay, I know everybody's gonna say, "Well, you should get over it." He apologized. No, I'm not. Well, I'm never gonna tell. I'm not. It's the worst thing to tell a player. You should get over. You should a guy get over saying it. the N word and saying he's racist just because he apologized. And then just because he apologized. No, you meant that from your heart. The reason Hogan apologized, and I'm gonna say it. You can be mad in the comments if you want. Go ahead. You can say Jay's racist if you want. Go ahead. But everybody who knows me knows getting damn well that ain't possible. But Hogan said that with his heart. Hogan said he apologized because he needed to come back. He needed to stay relevant in the WWE universe. Nobody else was using Hulk Hogan. The NWA, ROH, before AEW was a thing, none of them were going to use Hogan. Impact wasn't bringing Hogan back. So he needed something to stay relevant, and he needs the WWE. And so they were like, you're going to have to issue an apology. And yeah, he had to talk to all the black wrestlers in the back, who they say all accepted his apology, because why? You have to. You have to. If you get the guys and the girls in the back, you got to be like, yeah, we're cool. We well, cool. Also, if you don't, I feel like, especially with, with, with social media in this day and age, you know, to the guys who initially didn't like, you know, New Day. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like they have kind of gone back on that now. Not in like a, a bad way, but in like, a dude, their social media is blown up every time Hulk Hogan is on screen. And they're not the ones making the decision. So it's like, right. yeah, no, we... We've accepted him at this point, you know? We've, like, we've accepted we, it at this point. We're going to move. It's similar to the Lars Sullivan situation. Totally. So, you know, but the difference is, yeah, people have put Hulk Hogan as this icon status. And I will not discredit anything he's done for the wrestling business or industry. I will never take that away. But when those real feelings came out, now, granted, it's a lot more. I've heard a lot more and know about a lot more that y'all have never heard. But there's a lot more. But it's just that you just like, all right, he apologized. We move forward. And I, I think I, I get why. They do it because of the business move. I just think it really is like a, it's a really sore spot. No, I totally understand. I mean, it's similar, you know, I also think it's, you know, and not to get like political or anything like that, but, you know, um, my girlfriend and, and my mom and I were talking over the weekend, or yeah, over the weekend, it's Tuesday now, but over the weekend, we were talking about like the whole go back to your country stuff. Yeah. And, you know, my girlfriend's just a white girl from the valley or whatever, mm-hmm. and, you know, she's never dealt with racism or anything like that. And mm-hmm. my mom and I are, you know, my mom's Hispanic, I'm Mexican and, and, and Jewish or whatever. So, like, it's different. And so, you know, we were talking about how if you've never experienced someone saying go back to your country or something of that mm-hmm. nature, like, you don't know what it you feels don't know like what that feels to hear like. that, that, to see that amplified to that degree uh, by someone who's supposed to be held in such high regard. Um, it, it's crazy. And granted, like, that's not what Hogan said, but to no, say, no, 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 no. I don't want my daughter dating the N-word. I'd, if it's a multi-rich eight-foot N-word, I'd be okay with that. And then just say, well, you know, we're all a little racist. That that just doesn't fly. So again, like I said, it's a no, sore totally. spot seeing 
Hogan on TV paraded around like nothing happened. Well, then, I mean, they fucked. I mean, then we'll get to we'll, we'll get to the whole Hogan segment later because yeah. I, well, I do want to discuss that yeah. in more detail. Um, but I but but to, to finish that point, I was trying to make is that like if it's the same way is that like for some people those kind of things dig deep yeah you know and like it's not an easy thing to be like oh he said sorry okay i'm over it like let's, yeah let's go listen to uh, i'm a real american on repeat fight for you know? the rights of every man <laughs> and we'll get to the full H- H- hogan segment a little bit but i i do know that my girlfriend you know and she's she is like i said never dealt with racism she has yeah. strong feelings towards hulk hogan and the things he said <clears throat> and so like yeah same way when he hit the screen she was just like ugh. Ugh. So I can only imagine. I would you know? like to say though, who, how whatever product they're giving Jimmy Hart to keep his hair that damn luxurious, people need to invest in that all over the world. Jimmy Hart is like 937 years old <laughs> with long flowing black hair. Have you ever watched? <laughs> did you watch that Legends House show when it was on? That he was. I a watched part it of? once or twice. He was. He. T- there was a whole segment, if I recall, on like his what he does to get his hair looking like that every uh, morning it's a whole process like he's got a whole thing he does to make it look as beautiful like to give the effect uh, yeah. of looking as beautiful as it is it's it's actually i'm gonna go i'll find it for you because it's, it's good Jimmy Hart. because <laughs> i'm also always impressed by his hair i'm always like man i hope i got like cool hair like that dude when like, I'm that i age. shave intentionally it's not because i am going bald it's because i just like being bald it's easier but if i could grow beautiful luxurious <laughs> flow in the wind Tide breeze commercial hair that would stay jet black when I am like 974. I would want that. So bless you, Jimmy Hart. <laughs> yeah, oh, bless Jimmy Hart indeed. Also, did you notice something that they did do during the commercial break of the Usos? I meant to bring up during the Usos revival match. We got the picture in picture. I was, I did notice that. Okay. I hope that someone at USA was like, this whole thing is stupid you guys have been doing. We'll just steal the thing you guys do yeah. with SmackDown. Well, it's still USA, so we'll just do the thing we do on SmackDown with picture in picture. Which I don't know why they just didn't do it. You're it, still going to air your commercials the same. You're still going to get that advertisement money. It, you don't slow. Everybody knows when you heard this edict of no wrestling during commercial breaks. I, I guess. Then we started doing everything a two out of three falls, whether it be some way or another, whether it's directly two out of three falls, elimination, restart a match, something like that. But to show it during, granted, they didn't do much, but they showed it. It made such a difference. Made such a difference. It was a night and day because honestly, if this tag team match had been like two out of three falls, I would have rolled my eyes. But the fact that it wasn't, I was like, okay, I'll accept it for what it was. And it wasn't like it was a long match or anything like that. Which also, I, I know we're going bad, but... Nobody had now. At first, we thought Rikishi and Devon were part of the match because they both were on the aprons at first, like they were getting tagged. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, Rikishi's gone and Devon's gone. I was like, somebody needs to explain this. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I forgot about. It. I'm sorry about that. And we didn't get a stink face, did we? No. Like what? Yeah, we're gonna try out Rikishi and not do a stink face. Come on. Look, big. Mike Kanellis was back there somewhere. They could have done it. <laughs> it- I'm shocked that he wasn't the one that just got hit with every finisher known to mankind. Just, from all because, those, all just to have Maria walk out and say, yeah, you know, yeah, you're not a man. Yeah. All these old dudes beat you up. Although that happens later in the show anyways to other people. So we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, we, had, we had Alicia Fox backstage with Caitlin, Dana Brooke, Tori Wilson. And Tori Wilson, man, it's like she has, has like Been stuck in time. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. She's the one. Her, she is never, it's like she's never aged. It's, it's insane. It's like she, I'm like, wait, when was the last, I mean, granted, we saw her at Evolution. You've seen her a couple times we now see, of recently. Yeah, but it's like she's never aged <laughs> from when she was a full-time 
you know, competitor. It's crazy. It's surreal. <laughs> Every time she's out there, I'm just like, how has she not aged? And I and and God bless her. I mean, clearly, if you follow her on social media, she's all about her fitness. I mean, she is still in you know killing the game or whatever. But God, it's yeah, it's insane when you see her because it's like, how did she figure out the the fountain of youth? Yeah, Where is I, it? And I know people may be thinking, well, what's wrong? with There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we do know that life happens to everybody. Yeah. People live their lives, but. And Tori has still lived her life from the time she was in the WWE full time. But the fact she doesn't look like she's really aged, like maybe a month or so. Yeah. It doesn't look anything like you look you, like. You can put her next to all the other the female wrestlers right now and she would look like she fits right she in. She fits right in. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I was like, okay. Like perfect shape still. Everything. Looks the same. Everything. It's crazy. And does Alicia Fox still have a job? She's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because it was kind of confusing at first the way they did it. <laughs> That's what someone, my friend takes it too. She's like, how, is she considered a legend now, Alicia Fox? Uh, she was in the legend segment. And then, you know, Santino comes up and Drew McIntyre comes over and looks at them and he's like, legends. legends. And then he walks away or whatever. Yeah. That was confusing for a second, but I'm pretty sure she's just active okay, roster right now. Okay, I was wondering. Yeah, um, and I did like that was a running theme throughout the night of uh, wrestle the, the heels all disliking that there was this reunion yeah. show going and, on. And that was perfect to keep doing it because it, it kept a, it maintained a solid storyline mm-hmm. and it, it it worked because we were trying to push regular storylines leading to SummerSlam but instead of just having Robert Union where you just throw people in and just like, well, such and such is here. Yeah. It's a reason. There's a storyline behind it. So mm-hmm. I, I actually commend production and the writing team for that. Me too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and then the 24-7 antics began, which honestly, I don't care... I, I loved it. I loved all the 24-7 antics throughout the night. I love the 24-7 title stuff. It, it, the fact that Drake and Truth did something at Comic-Con was the best. So good. And I, I can't tell you the amount of times I party with Drake Maverick, which, by the way, parties hard. This weekend? Yes. <laughs> Drake Maverick is so cool. Like, he showed me the stuff they had done on IGN before, I think before it fully dropped. He showed me that, and then we partied with Xavier Woods. It was just, all, it was cool, but it was like, <laughs> Yo, I was like, I figured they were going to do something because somebody was like, Drake's here. And I was like, okay, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. Right when he showed up and he was handing out flyers to and he went to the WWE panel, I was like, oh, something's going to happen. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was smarter than the way they did it to do that with IGN. That was very smart of them. Very smart. Yeah, that was was great. Um, And I... Just like I enjoyed all that content all weekend, I loved the 24-7 title stuff. I thought it was the best way that the legends were used all night. Could you – let's go back to when this title was first okay. accepted. When Mick Foley Which we got a throwback to right. last when, night. When this title was first accepted, everybody looked at the belt, heard the stipulation, and was like, what? No. Yeah. This is going to be terrible. Now this has become one of the most fun, ongoing things they have. And you literally. I look forward to it more than anything. And you literally have to give credit to both R Truth, Carmella, well, both R Truth, Carmella, Renee, and Drake Maverick. They have kept this going. It has not gotten stale by any means. No. You know, and and the fun thing about it is, again, including the legends made this perfect because we got a first out of it when you included the legends. Yes, we did. So, you know, we have a. So Archduke and Carmella are backstage. They're talking to Charlie Caruso. Um, and then, you know, Drake Maverick's wife, Renee, shows up. And she's, you know, scolding Truth for ruining their life. And then she goes back and forth with Carmella. When suddenly Mav- Drake Maverick appears, he rolls up R-Truth, gets the pin, runs off. Uh, and then, you know, that's the start of things so far. Uh, we, get, we also had Godfather walk in for a quick second there. 
Okay. <laughs> Which is music is still the best. I love it. No, no, no. That. So when I tweeted you and Roka, because Roka and I had <laughs> talked about this, was like, if they bring the Godfather back, we all knew his music started out. Come get on the whole train. I was like, we can't do this this day and age. No. So he was like, Charlie, you know what time it is. He said, it's time for the, and, and luckily the audience said it, because I was like, what will happen <laughs> if the Godfather says, will he lose his car dealership in Vegas? Because he, he also, does he also work in a strip club? And, I, and he owns a strip club. Yeah. And he's a strip I was going to say, I feel like the fact that he runs a strip <laughs> club and all this, I feel like he gets a pass. Well, it, it's he just, can say it. I mean, again, the 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 banking on a, to mean strippers, but like I feel like it's no no I know I get what you're saying because of the the gimmick that he's always yeah. had and I and I, I understand yes it's a different day and age we evolve I get it but we played on nostalgia even you know with on every <laughs> level and I was like are we gonna get on the whole train are we are we I was like well we kind of did so. <laughs> yeah I I love I love. Uh, Boogeyman. I'm sorry, not Boogeyman. I was looking forward to it. I love The Godfather, dude. Like, The Godfather is seriously, he's the best. He looked like he could do one or two good matches if he wanted to. I'd love it. I'd be so into it. He, I would not be here. No, give me, matter of fact, don't give me The Godfather. Give me Papa Shango. Just give yeah, me. Yeah, you're more of Papa Shango mark, it seems. You know what? It's because we didn't get a lot of that like we should have. Yeah. I mean, we've tried, we've done in different iterations of it. The best thing the Papa Shango angle had going was the possession of the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. And if we could have gone a little bit further with the character, I mean, really built on it, that was kind of dope. Could you imagine a tag team just for the moment of the Boogeyman and Papa Shango? That'd be wild. That would be the stuff that nightmares are made of. <laughs> have them go in the Firefly Funhouse with Bray Wyatt. Do you realize how much grown men and women would not sleep after seeing that? <laughs> Um, wait, speaking of horror, before we before I move on to this next part, I'm pumped about the, since we were talking about Marvel earlier, that the fact that Marvel is doing the Doctor horror Strange movie, Doctor Strange. Multiverse of Madness will be a horror movie, ladies and gentlemen. That's so cool. God bless America. That's going to be so cool. <laughs> I love that they use Doctor Strange to kind of like try things out. Well, you had an avenue in the first Doctor Strange with Cassilius, the, the dark look going and trying to get the Dormammu stuff, and you're like, okay, you could be dark, but they were like, we're going to use this one. Yeah. We're going to use the magician, the sorcerer supreme to go horror. And I'm like, let's do this. Yeah, me too. I'm big. Let's do this. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Into that. Like, when I saw that during lunch, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I showed up my girlfriend, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she was pumped too. Uh, so then we get Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander. And honestly, I thought this was great. So we have Drew, Drew McIntyre come out. He's angry. He attacks Cedric before he comes to the ring. Alexander fights back. We got a little bit of offense from, from Cedric Alexander uh, before uh, he, you know, Drew McIntyre ends up doing the reverse Alabama slam thing uh, mm -hmm. onto the apron, and, and he leaves. The reason I like this is because I still feel like it's doing a good job building up Cedric Alexander. It is building up Cedric perfectly. Like, if they had just come out here and it had been 50 50 where Cedric comes out, Drew McIntyre hits him with the Claymore real fast, and then bang, 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 that done. the end of the whole storyline. Like, what was the whole point of all of this? And, right. and I think, and, and I've been kind of defending it to like, to a certain degree of like, hey guys, let's reserve judgment a little bit because. This is all getting Cedric Alexander's screen time against someone who WWE Vince McMahon perceives as a top guy. Right. So that's good. You know, like right. he was in that mob of 24-7 title people. For the longest running, just running. Yeah, not that long ago, you know. And he was one of those dudes that when the shakeup happened, had his own vignette yeah. of him coming to Raw. And people were pumped. And people were pumped. And we never got him. And so to get him in the program with Shane, that in turn put him in the program with Drew McIntyre, you're going to have Drew dominate him at one point. You have Cedric with the quick win out of nowhere first. You have Drew with the dominance that isn't even a match in a sense 
And now you're going to have something potentially at SummerSlam that'll give you a full match with those two. Yep. They're like the seeds have actually been planted well here. A story has been built up. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we talk about that a lot as wrestling fans, wrestling pundits and wrestlers that we don't see a lot of stories built up. This is an actual story that's been built up the way it's some stories should be. Everything does not have to revolve around a title, a push to a title, a chase to a title, anything. It's just a regular story. It's just a reason for this guy and this guy to want to fight each other. A heel versus face. 100%. That's how I feel about it. It's like, look at like, this is a good thing. It's elevating Cedric Alexander. Yes, it it's giving Drew McIntyre something to do with a talented individual who he's going to put on dope matches with. Yep. Um, you know, it's, it takes Drew McIntyre away from, like, having to repeatedly be Shane McMahon's lackey. Yeah, his, 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 his heavy hand. You know, or just in constant matches with Roman Reigns. You know, I think this is a good thing it's all around. It's a great thing because Drew, the thing people say is, well, I want to see Drew McIntyre work more. You're going to see him work with Cedric Alexander. Drew can work with the smaller guys. And that's the good thing about this program. Yeah, we don't get these long matches on Raw. We're not supposed to. If you're building this storyline right, we get it at SummerSlam. Granted, they may give them 10 to 12, if that. But they'll put on a solid match. Yeah, I've seen Drew McIntyre wrestle awesome matches with little guys, with, with smaller dudes, you know, uh, in PWG. When I yeah. used to see him when he was kind of like reforming himself. And, you know, I heard an interview he did. I want to say it was Sam Roberts where he talked about his match in PWG against Speedball was really, Speedball Mike Bailey was really like, where he kind of like started to feel in his own on the indies. And honestly, that match was awesome. I remember it, and I really feel like he could have a similar, just dope, like David versus Goliath style match with a guy mm-hmm. like Cedric Alexander. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and I hope it's a SummerSlam match. Um, I hope that's the direction it's going because that'd be huge for Cedric yeah. Alexander. Uh, so then we get Drake Maverick, uh, his first loss of the night. We got Drake Maverick. Uh, he's, he's sneaking around, he's doing his thing, and the boogeyman shows up. Uh, and he falls down, sells like that he's in pain on his back. Uh, the lighting change, Boogeyman's gone, but Pat Patterson is there. Former hardcore champion, Pat Patterson. He First kicks, intercontinental champion. That too. He kicks Maverick, puts his foot on him, pins him, gets the one, two, three. Pat Patterson, first IC champion, is now 24-7 champion at this point in the match, which I loved. The Attitude Era kid in me went like, oh, this is just like the hardcore title. That's I all love it. it. That's yeah. what it, and they did it like this. Yeah. And it was fun because totally. we, we've always been talking They've always said it can happen anywhere at any time, mm-hmm. and it happened. And it was, I think, the, the whole Drake hurt his back hitting the wall played too well. At first, I was like, did he really hurt his back of the way he hit it? I was like, yeah. but the whole Pat Patterson thing works. He sold that kick from Patterson like a million bucks too. He didn't oversell it. Yeah, he, he just sold, like, sold it. Like he sold it so well as if like Pat Patterson could kiss, still kick someone that hard. You know, he's like limping around backstage and he hits up. Oh, he like I hit like oh, it was great. I loved it. Um, with the, okay, then we had Viking Raiders versus Hawkins and Ryder. Uh, quick match. The the Viking Raiders win. Um, yeah, good stuff. What'd you think? Well, okay. I mean, it was short, but first of all, but I liked it. Christian on commentary was cool. So good. He could honestly be permanent. Let I me mean, keep Christian on a desk. I forgot Edge is filming Vikings because mm-hmm. I would have loved to seen Edge either come out with the Viking. It would have been best to see. I, first, I was like, I want to see him with the old Edge heads, uh-huh. but him filming Vikings to come out with the Viking Raiders would have been something so dope. And I he could have switched to, he could have done both. He could have done both. He could have been an Edge head and all of a sudden he just has a Vikings yeah, t- t- t-shirt yeah. on or something like that. But I, I, I get why you did it. Uh, it, it, the sad part is how long do we have to have the Viking Raiders wallow in the circle? Mm-hmm. And I say this because we already know they're dominant. We get it. We've established it. Yeah. 
when do we finally say, all right, you're going to go for a title push? It's a good question. It's got to happen. You can't just keep – they're running through everybody. They're going to run through everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a given. See, that's why I don't mind uh, putting them up against Enhancement Talent like they did with Braun later in the night because I think as long as you're, like, keeping them in the awareness of everybody, it's fine. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, but we've been talking – the way they pumped the Viking Raiders up, they need to have a – a challenge for real. Yeah, well, everybody, that's true. Everybody they've been up against, we already know they're not challenging. Well, they started like up here and they're quickly going down. They're, right, the, the pump the pump up and the adrenaline behind their debut was great and then they go down. It's like, all right, give me something. Yeah. Give me something and you didn't. And so I think that's the only thing for me. Like, I'm not discredited. Yo, Ivar is amazing. Eric, they both are great as a team. But I think we just want the fan base wants to see them do something like, all right, give me somebody that's going to give them a match. You knew Hawkins and Ryder ain't have a chance in hell against the Viking Raiders. <laughs> you knew it weren't going. Well, especially when you know someone like uh, the Office of Pain is backstage. You can put them in a program with Office of Pain right now and people will be into but it. But I think the problem with that is who's the face, who's the heel. And also because Drake Maverick isn't with them. Yeah. And then it's you need to have because you got to have a mouthpiece. You have like to. Authors of Pain could be good guys, dude. Like you still need a mouthpiece out there between the two. Fair. Fair. You need a mouthpiece. But like, man, I've seen videos that Razor posts and it's just like, dude, that guy looks like he could kick some ass, dude. Wait, yeah. Wait, he's like a former Razor, like right? Bellator fighter. I chose. I'm talking about the right one, right? I think it's it's, it's look. I don't yeah, know. Razor. Yeah, I picked the he's right a one. Bellator yeah, yeah. fighter. He was like, dude. He posts videos of doing MMA sometimes. Where I'm like, dude, just give that guy a singles push. No, ruin some fools. Like he'll kill people. I, I would love to see Razor versus Brock Lesnar. Oh, see how Brock treats him. That's exactly what I tweeted. I was like, <laughs> give me Razor versus Brock, dude. See, yeah, I never saw that tweet, but damn it, we think alike. <laughs> um, I also looked on commentary with Christian. He, he had two lines that popped me. One was uh. He said something like, uh, they, they said, which one of you is better, Edge or Christian? He was like, well, Edge isn't here. Edge isn't here. I'm here, yeah. And, then, and then the other one was when he said, like, uh, after they lost, he said, like, well, maybe if Hawkins and Ryder had been the Christian heads, they would have won, won, won over the I was like, whoa. I loved that so much. Oh, he also said, it's a good thing Zach Ryder is still here on his tights, or otherwise I wouldn't remember or something like that. That one killed me too i was like oh man he's just going for it It was only a two-minute match and he was just firing shots at behind the desk because it's crazy because they've been there just about as long as you know they were there maybe three four years after the two of them debuted Mm -hmm. but they still been there and christian and Edge are just like we really don't need this like (laughs) it's great and we know why he had to retire yeah but christian is like i don't i'm I'm good you know the edge of christian podcast that we do Good on that one. <laughs> I'm actually interested to see how HBK does tonight on commentary for SmackDown. He's going to be on commentary all night tonight, apparently. That's going to be terrified. Well, apparently, you... he's been training for Foreman Center. Okay, because I was going to say, remember when Shawn yeah. Michaels used to try to do commentary? That, yeah. It was, nobody could tell me Shawn Michaels back in the day on commentary was good. You was like, oh, okay, Shawn, you're good for a match. <laughs> A match. <laughs> that, no, that's honestly why I'm so interested. Because, I mean, he said he's been, he, when he tweeted it, he said, like, I think he said, like, hashtag, I've been practicing or something like well, that. Well, that's the one thing you got to give credit to the Performance Center for. Uh, Shouts out to John Quasto. They have training classes to ensure you for every single level of everything you need to do. Like, yeah. Even though if you're an advanced on something, we want to make sure you're completely sharp. Mm-hmm. The desk is not as easy as it, it looks like because you can't watch the ring. If you ever watch the commentators, they have to watch the monitors. So you literally have to call the match like a fan watching it. Mm-hmm. And I, so, so Shawn Michaels has to take his set, himself, himself out of the, the wrestler and watch this match. Yep. 
That's yep. not easy to do. That's not. No. No. I'm, a, I'm, that's why I'm most. That's why I'm so interested to see what happens because it's like it's it's like you said he ha- he's been very more more missed than hit in the past. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I, when it comes to commentary, I love HBK. Um, but yeah, I uh, I'm interested for sure to see how he does tonight. Uh, hopefully, it's like Christian. Hopefully, it's like Christian. Did. Hopefully, it is. Uh, I also I forget which part of the show this was, but I'll probably forget it later. <laughs> that shot from Corey Graves when Coachman did guest commentary, and Renee said something to him, and then he said, like, oh, and he's fired something back, and, and, and Graves said, oh, you're trying to get revenge at Renee for stealing your job? And I was like, oh, <laughs> damn. I was like, damn. But at the same time, the coach went to ESPN. No, he left ESPN to come back to WWE. Well, oh. fi- I think he got fired from ESPN. Oh, he got fired. Well, now never. he's doing like golf things, I think. Oh, now you're doing golf in the OC. That makes sense because he's like, <laughs> I live in the OC. We'll get to the OC tonight very soon, actually. Oh, dear God. Uh, so the Legends Party continues backstage. We got, um, and shout out to uh, ProWrestling.net, who I'm reading their recap for part of this because I don't have time. I didn't have time to make notes. I was running a little late this morning. So uh, shout out to them for their recap. I always love reading their stuff on their website. Uh, but we have the Legends Party going on backstage. Mike Canellis is talking to Eve Torres. Uh, Eric Bischoff, who got a pretty big pop. Uh, and then Maria Canellis comes in, starts scolding. Uh, Mike Canellis, Bischoff says something about maybe the two of them want to come to SmackDown to play off of the fact that he's the executive director of SmackDown. Now, wearing all blue as well. Um, Then there's the whole pregnant belly lotion stuff, and they walk, or they're about, she walks off. And we have Ron Simmons with a very classic damn, in my opinion, where with he comes up. With a megaphone. With a megaphone. <laughs> that was so funny. And you know what's, what's crazy? I was watching my girlfriend who does not get, is not aware of the Ron Simmons gimmick. Okay. She started watching, like, with me. When she okay. started dating me. And she likes it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she, the, the, the damn thing is lost on her. So she was like, what? one, what the fuck did I just watch? And two, why are you laughing so much at it? And I was dying at the damn with the megaphone thing. Also, did you see the Burger King ad during the show? With, with Ron Simmons and Alexa Bliss? Yeah. <laughs> if my girlfriend had that reaction during this segment of like, why was that funny? I feel like the normal Burger King audience is going to be very confused by that commercial. What, what's the big black dude the little white girl doing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why is her hair weirdly colored? What is this damn? What's this damn thing? I don't know. I wonder how often will they run that ad outside of WWE programming? I hope they run it everywhere, and Dan becomes like a, a late, like twenty years later, becomes a phenomenon where everyone's into Ron Simmons' damn thing, and he makes so much money. Burger King it. introduces the damn Whopper to the mainstream. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, classic damn right. Yes, the classic. Megaphone. Yes. You got a. I mean, it, you didn't. You knew he was gonna tell him, "Damn!" But the fact he looked at Jimmy Hart and took the microphone and you heard it, I felt sorry for the sound guys. <laughs> and those are the only because you know they were popping their levels were through the roof because it was already loud. It's how bad I feel when I'm doing wrestling <clears throat> sheet radio and Jamie, who's not great with microphones, my co-host starts screaming into the microphone and I'm like, "Don't do that." So many complaints I'm going to get from people when you start screaming. It's one thing to have a loud voice and be animated. When yeah. you scream, it's not going to help anything. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I 100%, you know those my, those guys back here like, damn it, no, fuck. Uh, 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 like, there's somebody in the back just like, damn, oh. Uh, okay, so then we saw the OC for the first time, the new name for the club. They got their new shirts. They said they're the only club that matters. Um, and how they said they're going to make a statement tonight. Okay. I'm over here crying. Dying. Well, 
It's clearly like the show The OC. And I'll be honest with you, I saw the um, the report last week that said that WWE had trademarked the OC. They were trying to trademark the OC. And I thought it was going to be for some like Orange County like tag team or like a thing. You see how material? Yeah. When they, when they started calling themselves the OC, I, I just thought to myself, is the the whole creative team? Did nobody say? <laughs> nobody. But there's a show, very popular uh, show uh, that uh, ran for decades, like the, called the OC, the California. Like there's a show. I was like, wait, somebody had to stop. AJ was like, somebody in the back was like, can I talk to you for a second? I just want you to know what you think. You know, Adam Brody. You never heard of Adam Brody? You know, Martin. You know, you ben, ben McKenzie. Wilson. Ben McKenzie. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he's the one that didn't get as much love afterwards. Yeah, ben McKenzie, that was the other ended one. Ended up becoming Jim Gordon on Gotham show. Nobody cared for. But anyway, like, <laughs> you, AJ, Car- Carl, you know, say that, but yeah, I guess he still is acting more than the other ones. Yes, he is. But he, like, Misha Martin's just on the hills now, again? which makes no sense. No sense. <laughs> She walks around the show acting like she was like like she part was a, of it. Like she was a star. Like, uh, Misha Martin, I know that you know you're not LC, right? You might, you, you're not Lauren Conrad. Stop it, it, Misha we Martin. Bring your hands up. Bring it down. So. Bring, it, bring it down, Misha. But it was it's just I also I get what they're trying to do. This is their shot. At, at the the, uh, the elite at, is, and owning it too, like owning. The, fine. The club was theirs. We're the OC. We're the only club that. And which you know, I, I get what you're doing. If that's your way of firing back, that one is a soft fire back. That's a miss because it's more of a joke now than anything else. And the problem is those shirts got sold last night. Remember the. <laughs> Remember when the Viking Raiders was a Viking experience, ladies and gentlemen? And a week later, that changed. And the worst part is that shirt's dope, too. And that's what frustrated me, is the shirt is dope, but it also says the OC in the top. the OC. You can't not look at that and go, that just says the OC in huge letters. It looks like a Japanese knockoff of, like, the OC's cover or something like that. Somebody, like somebody was like, yo, MTV didn't got goth. Like, that's how you... MTV done got goth. Like, that's how you feel. And I just... I, I, it's going to be interesting to see what they do next week. If they are still the OC, <laughs> why they just weren't the club? I don't. The club was fine. No one had a problem no with it. No one had a problem with the club. We knew why you were the club, the OC. And I know I'm going to get some flack from some of the guys and the girls I know. They're going to tweet and text me and be like, you bogus. But you know damn well I'm right. There's no one that's going to do it. Because I tweeted that, and I, I tweeted it two different times last night. One, just like, hey, is anyone going to call this out? Like, is anyone going to mention this, that, they, that that was a show for a very long time? And there was maybe a, t- a max of, like, five responses of just like, yeah. I, I didn't notice it. And the rest were all just like, you totally noticed it, totally noticed it, definitely thought that. My wife said the same thing. All just uh, a cavalcade of everyone like, yep, 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 You, yep, you mean yep, to tell yep. me Luke Gallows is not going to bring that up as much as they call nerds? Like, I feel like it's very possible that the show The O.C. is not on the radar of Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and A.J. Styles. I'm not saying the show has to be somebody had to tell them this. But yes, 100%. I feel like, <laughs> I hope that somebody in the creative media was like, uh, guys, that's all anyone is going to think of. Oh. You know, that guy, he left Chino, he had to go to the O.C., the whole thing. I am so, I feel so sorry for Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows' Twitter feed right now. As long as the O.C., 
doesn't slander the city of Chino as much as the show the OC slandered the city of Chino, I'll be okay with them because the OC TV show really made Chino look like a bad neighborhood. And as a guy who grew up right next to Chino and then later in life my parents had a place in Chino, it's a pretty nice neighborhood, so don't listen to the show the OC. This is my PSA brought to you by the city of Chino. <laughs> Uh, next, uh, Pat Patterson is shown lying on the ground with Gerald Briscoe standing over him. Perfect. The perfect way of the both of the Stooges. Great. Totally. Perfect use of the Stooges. Totally. I got to stop crying laughing, ladies and gentlemen. There's a perfect use of the Stooges with that. And even Pat's like, you Stooge, takes one to no one. It worked perfectly. Perfect. And then we've got uh, Briscoe start to celebrate. And sure enough, he gets pinned by K2, Kelly Kelly, in the house, who becomes... The first female 24-7 champion. She breaks the gender wall, ladies and gentlemen. She, with just like that, the women now have a mid-card title because of Kelly Kelly. So, aside from this, I do security as well because I'm built like I just got out of the prison. Might as well use this size for something. <laughs> now, I was at an event in West Hollywood where I was working, and she came in, and she's so tiny. Yeah. So, it, when you see her on TV and you realize how small she is, and then you see how some people are just barely bigger than her, you're like, dear Lord. But also, credit to the cameraman in the production truck who was like, move, when she was making that cover because of the shorts she had on. If you paid attention, she had on jean shorts yes. that looked like she had on no underwear. Yeah, so the camera literally had to swoop around because it was the way she was covering. Like it was a you wanted a good shot yeah. of the pen, which of course in production you do. But when you realize what that shot was, you were like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's also funny with Kelly Kelly is, you know, she's like She's um, lumped in with, like, you know, the, the former divas, you know, yeah. the, of yesteryear who are all, like, moms and stuff like that now. But Kelly Kelly, you forget how young she was when she was in WWE. Uh -huh. Because if you look at it, she's apparently she's, like, almost a year younger than Charlotte. Which yeah. is crazy when you think of it like, like that. That was her career in her, like, early 20s teens. Yeah, yeah. That's so, crazy hey. to me. Like, she can legit have a run me back and just be the same age as all the other women, and it wouldn't be like, oh, who's this, like, old timers? Like, it wouldn't be, and I hate to say it this way, it wouldn't be treated like the way the fans treated Mickey James. Well, no, no. Because Definitely the, the fans gave Mickey James the business, and y'all are bogus for that. But she could come in, and she could pull off the, like, I'm a diva gimmick get, better you, that, than anyone in the world. If you want to do that I'm a diva gimmick for WrestleMania, use Kelly Kelly. Yeah. Or I don't think you want to use uh, Tori Wilson because she's got, she's like, uh-uh, this is insured by No, Lord. yeah, she's like, nah, I'm not We're messing not with this But I, I mean, you could because of how good she looks still. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, uh, I I also, uh, I like, well, I'll get to that part of what happens later in the night. So, um, yeah, I love, it's funny, I, I thought for sure that the first female 24-7 champion was going to be like Renee Michelle. I really thought it was going to be Renee. I or thought Carmella. She, I thought it would be Renee Michelle pinning Drake. That's what I thought too. Or Carmella finally turning on R-Truth and, and, and taking the title. Would you guys like to hear my theory of how I hope Renee would have pinned R, uh, Drake? I would have loved to have been their honeymoon. They're about to consummate their marriage. 
all of a sudden she's on top of him and a ref pops up out of nowhere on the side of the bed. I literally said the same thing here on the recap <laughs> show recently. That's exactly what I wanted too. I for sure wanted like him to be under the covers yep. and you, he thinks that he's about to like consummate the marriage and then you see a ref in frame or whatever and then she takes off the covers and pins him or she gets on top. Like she's like, no, no, baby, let me get on top. And then she, just, and then she lays on top of him and it's one, two, three and she goes, yeah, that's what you get. Oh, I would have loved then it. Then tell the ref, okay, you can leave now. There's still time. Okay. There's still time. There's still time. Uh, so uh, then Samoa Joe comes out, does what we said, similar to the heels, says, uh, you know, raw reunions, a plague, uh, all this stuff. And he doesn't like everyone coming out here. And then he complains about the Usos coming out there and, and spitting out limericks with Cena when, of course, Roman Reigns comes out to defend his family. Uh, they get into, like, Who's the cooler Samoan talk? Hey, she said, you got something to say about my family? Joe said, I already said it. <laughs> I was like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I like when he said something. Well, he said something like, uh... You, see, you know, we from, you talk about my family. We're from the same island, so you that, know what that means. That's what it was. You know that you know what happens next you know after that. Yeah. He was like, I was like, yeah, okay, I like that. He was uh, like, well, so since we, we're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then, you know, he leaves they finally decide to wrestle um and they come back after the break they wrestle uh decent match not nothing like too crazy but i liked it It was hard hitting um and the the spear at the end looked dope yeah that was a a dope punctuation on the match i mean the fact that if you look at all in all with the promo everything that happened on the match they gave him a good amount of time because i could tell they were beating the hell out of each other with the brawl around because they had to stop for a minute before the match started to catch their breath like (laughs) Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I also felt like the speed he had going, it looked like he was going to do an outside dive for the finish. So he kind of like had like a lot of speed going into that spear. Yeah. So that, that made it look cooler too. I just, I don't want to use the words I feel bad because I, I, he's getting used a lot from Mojo. I just, I, I hate seeing him lose so much because at a certain point he's going to become like a Bray Wyatt or a someone who, yeah. Rings hollow. His, well, his threats, uh, his character's threats, obviously, well, you know, and he's just, one of the best wrestlers in the company. It's, it's, it's sad, too, because when you saw him drop the universal title of Ricochet, you were like, okay, or the United States. United States, excuse me, United States, I, US, you, whatever. You know what title <laughs> yeah, I'm I knew what you were talking about. The United States title of Ricochet, you were like, okay, we're putting him in another program. Then you go to Kofi, and I was like, hmm, this would be somebody I wouldn't mind because we've teased this for so long. We've teased Joe being at this point where he can get it. Then you you'd have him, he loses, cool. Now it's just like Joe falls around in obscurity again. Absolutely. And I don't want to see Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. Granted, it was for Raw. Doesn't really matter. Get it out the way. Yep. But it's like, what do we do? Where do we put Samoa Joe? Roman Reigns will fall in a main event picture somehow, some way. Yep. But where do we put Samoa Joe? Absolutely. And I, I agree with you. And, I, and, it's, and it's a bummer because I thought they were going to stretch the Joe thing out for a couple months at least. Mm-hmm. Just kind of get us through through SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yeah. Um, and then they just dropped it, and now it looks like they're going to Randy Orton, which is what it seems in the next one, So, which is fine. I, I don't mind a it. marquee name for SummerSlam against Kofi, but... I don't mind it, but again, you should have let... You were going to stretch... Well, they haven't really stretched out any Kofi's opponents anyway. Yeah. they they Daniel Bryan had his rematch done. Then Ziggler comes... He that gets, one stretched out the most. That stretched out the most. Kevin Owens was there and done. Yep. Samoa Joe there and done. Orton, depending on how he feels, you could run with it or you could stretch it. I Whoop. feel like that's one where they'll just SummerSlam it. 
And that's it? That's my guess, right? Well, isn't... Well, SummerSlam only a few weeks away, huh? said, oh, yeah, like first, second week of August. It's not yeah, that maybe, far. I guess maybe two pay-per-views out of it then. Uh, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Um, get something we're going to see Smackville happen, which, by the way, makes no sense. That name cracked me up, too. I was like, Smackville? <laughs> what? Uh, so then we had uh, Miz TV with Seth Rollins. Um... I felt like the Rollins promo was kind of cheesy. I felt like it was very cheesy. Yeah. It felt like a promo. Like, it felt like a promo. Yeah. It's a good I, way of wording it. Yeah. Yeah. I want a promo from, this is me personally. I don't know how you guys, the listeners and the viewers feel. I need a promo to sound like it's coming from the heart. Yep. Like it's something you're just saying. Like when Joe talks, it's from the heart. When Kevin Owens talks, it's from the heart. Even Sami Zayn and some others. That was like... When I beat Brock Lesnar for the universe, you know, I'm going to face all those things. It was a word-for-word written script. And I understand everybody is not a great talker. And also he had multiple things to memorize. Yeah, and I, and I, and I, and I, yeah. But it, and I, I'm, I'm fine with that. But it just it seems so pre-programmed. Yeah, absolutely. You Abs- know. A- absolutely. And, and the, the cheesy bro- oh, Brock oh, kind of thing was kind of like, yeah. Uh. Um, I will say that once Heyman got involved, it – it picked up, in my opinion. I felt like Heyman seeming all pissed off from the gorilla position getting involved. <laughs> played off of like it, it, it plays to like the smart fan. I shouldn't say the smart fan, the the hardcore fan yeah. who knows that Heyman's sitting in gorilla now. Um, you know, I, I think it played off of that a little bit. Oh, that makes sense. Why he's just give me a mic, just, give just, me a mic. Ah! Right, like he would just randomly say, it. Yeah, yeah. It felt like it made sense, and then you know, oh, I'm just gonna come out there. I'm just gonna come out there. It, it kind of like felt real to me a little yeah. bit in a certain way. Um, and, and then um, <clears throat> when he came out and Rollins started talking shit back to, to Heyman, that felt more natural to me when he was doing yeah, the whole, that like, part, I'm yeah. going to come out there, and when you five seconds, stomp your fucking face. That, and that, that worked. That, that worked. worked. 100%. Yeah. That worked. It was, like you said, the stuff with the Miz, the pre-programmed, pre-written stuff that he had to follow seemingly to the letter. Yep. It was just when it was with Heyman, you just felt more comfortable. Yep. You didn't have the... I understand that when it comes to a promo, the the one thing you're told by bookers and producers are, I need you to hit these points. Well, when it comes to Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar, you should know your points you're hitting already. Yep. You've done this. Yep. You be, you snuck, he snuck up on you because you snuck up on him. You got a match for the universe title at SummerSlam. Brock is this force in nature. That's pretty much your points. Yep. Yep. How hard is that to – you've done this dance. Yep. And so you shouldn't sound robotic with it. That's just me. And Absolutely. No, I, I completely agree. Um, so then we, we've got Charlie Cruz. She's back at the reunion party back. Who has been working out heavily. Yeah, she's been killing it. Yo, she, shout out to Charlie's she, arms. Yeah, she she's ready diesel. to punch someone for sure. Uh, so then she's ready to interview some of the legends. Sammy comes in. I loved his line here where he said... Uh, this 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 episode of Raw, it's like watching the Attitude Era through the Face app. Through the Face app, which oh. cracked me up. Which, by the way, don't use that Face app. It's like tied to Russia or whatever, and it's like no no disrespect to Russia, but Let me say they've this. got like all these things where it says they can just use your image for whatever you, they want. For, you have for, fa- and you forever. got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, any other social media profile, a driver's license, a passport. You might as well just give up at this point. <laughs> Just give up. Just give your just give your info to the internet. It's, it's, it. it's out there already. I mean, I, I get everybody's like, I don't want Russia having my picture. You're no, on Facebook. It's not the Russia part to me. It's the part where it says that that says if you use this, they have the right to use all the images from your camera roll in perpetuity forever for whatever reason they want. 
Hey, man, so y'all just worry about your nudes hitting up the DMs, huh? Get out or the think beach. how pissed you'll be if they start do, if there's a big-ass advertisement in Times Square for FaceApp with your face on it. Oh, well, I was a dude that looked like Ving Rhames post-third divorce. That was me. <laughs> that was me. Uh, so then uh, Sami Zayn complains about the FaceApp or whatever. These, uh, the, all these guys looking like they're in the FaceApp. Rey Mysterio shows up to defend his, his fellow legends. Match is made for later. Uh, Kelly Kelly then is shown excitedly telling Melina, Candice, Michelle, and Naomi that she won the 24-7 title. Melina says that she's been training, that she's, she finally got her license. License to do what? Be a referee, <laughs> bitches. And then Candice Michelle pins her, uh, loses the 24-7 Which, title. Which, by the way, shout out to Candice Michelle being in I don't know if that was regular clothes or wrestling gear. Oh, that was definitely her wrestling gear. I, know, I mean, the way it looked, it was like, you were ready to do this. Like, did nobody see Candice Michelle in some gear and some boots and just think, this is awkward. Yeah, unlike Cena, that's just not lying around a <laughs> drawer backstage somewhere, the, like, one-piece uh, thing. If, what if Candice Michelle just happens to show back up? We need something. Don't stand by. That's not happening. My girlfriend said the same thing while watching me. She was like, that is an outfit that lady had right. on. <laughs> she also didn't know Candice Michelle. Um, so then she loses the title, uh, but then Alundra Blaze shows up, hits Candice from behind. Now she's the 24-7 title. Put a pause in that for later in the night. Uh, I, oh, by the way, I loved when Alundra Blaze said, I'm the 24 champion. champion. <laughs> no, you're not. That's Kiefer Sutherland. That's Kiefer Sutherland. That's Jack Bauer. Don't And Dennis Jack Hayesburg. And yeah, that guy too. You're going to give it to the president. I was like, somebody didn't tell her what the full title name was. Like, <laughs> somebody just told her, look at the bell real quick. That's what you're going to hold. 24, oh, 24 champion? No, there's a seven in this. There's a seven in this. You need to say Alundra. Uh, then we get Ray Mysterio versus Sammy Zane. Uh, quick match here, five minutes, but uh, what we saw was cool. I would love to see more from the two of these guys. I, you know, I knew when it got announced, I was like, oh, this is probably going to be another segment with Legends, so I'm not going to get my hopes up. And that's what happened. You know, Zane avoids 619, rolls to the outside, when, when lo and behold, Rob Van Dam shows up. Who was higher than giraffe vagina? Like Rob Van Dam came in like he had just smoked a forest. And I like that they made a joke of it later in the With night. The With the street profits. Because I didn't expect them to, like this dude came out just like Hey, 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 right, cool, yeah. Like Rob probably was like, I'm at a Comic Con. No, you're on Raw. He was so high. <laughs> hey, hey, man, is this San Diego? Where's the beach, man? Dude, dude. Like he was stretching everything. Like, so I go in there and I do a frog splash. No, Rob, you don't go near the ring. Why not? Why not? Because Rob, you're inebriated. I'm just high. Rob, hey, that's inebriated. Just go talk to Bill. Bill Alfonso is around here somewhere. Like, Bill, you know? Alfonso. Bill Alfonso's not coming. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Alfonso's at his 9 to 5 right now, Rob. Calm down. He's at a nursing home. Actually, Bill Alfonso looks really good. I, know, I, know. I saw him in a picture. But yeah, good. the joke worked, obviously. Thank, thank you, uh, uh, <laughs> it was it was It was Rob Van Dam. Uh, Hurricane, Sergeant Slaughter, and Kurt Angle. Uh, who all made an appearance. They all get him back in the ring. I saw Meltzer reported, and I, and I believe it, that a lot of these guys didn't pass uh, the medical process for, like, WWE's clearance, you know, to be cleared by WWE. And that's why a lot of these legend segments didn't involve any Wrestling. physicality whatsoever. Uh, because, Kurt like you said, I'm sure he showed up like, hey, 
Give, I'll do a, I'll do a five star frog yeah. splash. They were like, no, you're not gonna do. A Kurt can't frog turn his neck like this without having to shift his whole body. Yeah. So Kurt, it was like Kurt, you already know you're a no. Yeah. Don't you even bring no boots. <laughs> don't, 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 even <laughs> don't bring you, your boots. Don't you even bring your. You better just bring some clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter got his stuff just sitting in the back. I'm ready yeah. to go in. That's what he wears. He just wears. That's what he wears he's everywhere. In, he's in the back in production. They'd be like, you know, you can take them camos. <laughs> off, you know. He's like, yeah, he's soldier. <laughs> like uh, you are not. A real sergeant. <laughs> uh, so then we got uh, Angela Dawkins, like we said, with Street Province. How about we got high with Robbie, uh, Rob Van Dam backstage? Well, alluding to the fact that he got high backstage with Rob Van Dam, which I loved. I was like, instantly, I was like, oh, cool. Dawkins, that guy, new favorite wrestler in the company. Cool. <laughs> when I dropped in, it was yeah. like, uh, it's like he passed, the, it's like Rob Van Dam passed the torch to Dawkins, and I'm cool with that. You, you know? know what they did, though, that they did that they nor- they didn't do, excuse me, that they normally do? You didn't hear the, we want the smoke. No, they didn't. They made sure that did not. Would you have them for a would have Perfect in this one. I was like, like hey, bro, I, I could have been there. We, we won't, won't smoke, smoke, you know? Like, you know? They was like, nope, we're no. not doing that. Mm. Uh, so then Alundra Blaze comes out like she's going to throw away the 24 7 title, uh, a la the women's title from WCW, yeah. which she did on WCW back in the day. But the million dollar man comes out, makes a transaction to buy it from her. First of all, can we talk about this transaction with this fake money? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody forgot to tell Ted, you can't fan all this out. You can't. I was like, oh. First of all, he had a hard time pulling it out. And it was like, you fanned out like three or four that looked real. And it was all white. I was like, somebody didn't tell Ted not to do this. Like, no. I honestly didn't even notice that, but I 100% believe that. I the saw case. it. I was like, oh. But then I was <laughs> mad when Ted DiBiase came out. I was like, y'all couldn't get Virgil. He is sitting at an empty convention hall somewhere. Oh, you know, he was sitting out front of the arena, just like with his table. You know? One of my buddies, Mark Donica, was like, they paid Virgil to not show up. I was like, <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> oh um, okay, so then we had um, the OC come back out with their full entrance that says the OC on the Titan Tron. <laughs> I don't know if you said saw it, but I was pretty proud of myself. I added the California song yeah, to it. Because it belongs. It fit perfect to it. <laughs> when he does like, when it does like that first breakdown, the, the California. <laughs> and it has like, and when he went out, oh, it worked perfect. And you see, on the, uh, the top Titan the only club that matters. Like, I'm, oh! I, 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 I'm sh- if it hasn't happened yet, I'm shocked. That Tomatonga hasn't said anything yet, and if it's, it's if he hasn't, it's only because he's such good friends with Carl Anderson. It has to be because ha- Carl Anderson did start it. So like, but Luke and AJ didn't. So it's not saying the original club. I guess they're saying the only club. That's what OC is supposed well, to stand for, that, right? Yeah, but they said original too. They did say that's what I've been confused by. Because uh, like, original doesn't make sense. <laughs> the only the club, club that makes a whole lot of sense. I'm into that. That means you're just cocky and stuff. I'm into that. I'm fine with but that. It's just like the elite. The elite were like the elite it's of the a bull cock, club. Yeah, right. That's the elite. The only club, yes, the original club, like no. Mm, unless you're gonna add Finn to it. Which I'm hoping that if you got two out of three, you're you, can, good. you can call that. You can call it. You, can call it, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're two good. out of three, what are they, what's Tom going to say, you know? I'm good. I'm good with this. I'm like, Tom, we brought you into this. So you, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so then we had AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. Um, this one, okay, so I, I... Did you expect more out this match? Yes. No, I mean, um, I'm more so just... Okay, so here's what happened afterwards. We 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 have um, the OCTs like they're gonna beat up Rollins. Then DX music's hit. Uh, they Triple H and Shawn Michaels come out. 
stand on opposite side of Rollins while glaring at the OC. So you got this like what could be new DX against the 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 club. I'll tell you my whole problem with that. Let's go on to the next part yeah. that happens. And, and then so then you know um, the, the 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 match stopped or whatever. So then. They get in the ring, and uh, they're standing next to Rollins, and then the OC do the too sweet thing, and it's almost like the, you know, Shawn Michaels and they, <laughs> Shawn Michaels and Triple H, they can't resist the too sweet. Because it's on their shirt! Because it's on their shirt! <laughs> so how can we not do this? So they come over like they're going to do it, but instead they crotch chop, and they start fighting, and I'm sorry, Shawn Michaels' punches looked rough here and I love Shawn Michaels uh-huh. he's probably my favorite wrestler of all time but he clearly didn't want to be wrestling there because he was doing this like not punch thinking that the cameras weren't really Wasn't on him on, yeah. and he was front and center instead and they kind of everyone kind of dips out and then um, the OC come back with chairs and they're like they're going to fight with chairs but lo and behold the New Age Outlaws come out well the new New Age Outlaws because we don't have Billy so with a was just like the Devon thing. thing. It's like, no, no, you know that we know X-Pac isn't the other New Age outlaw, right? You can't fake this. You can't fake that. Like, I will give Road Dogg credit when he did the promo and said, I forgot Billy, which I'm glad glad he acknowledged it, but I was like, okay. (laughs) Then it got worse. Yeah, (laughs) and then he's there with uh, um, the the, the click. You got the outsiders there. We got Diesel and Razor. I was like, oh, no. No, don't do this. Don't do this. And Nash looks like he can't be bothered to be there. Like, he's kind of, like, going through the motions because he's being paid to be there. But even, like, when they're all doing suck it and stuff, he's not really doing it. Um, And and also, I want to say this much. We're nitpicking now because this is what the show is supposed to be, and this is what people want from these shows. If you look at it from, like, a very much, like, a technical standpoint, you're going to shit on this, obviously. It's going to make no sense. Um... But if you just, like, look at it with, like, oh, this is fun to see DX and NWO standing side-by-side opposing Bullet Club, it was fun in in that aspect to me. Because I was, like, hyped, like, oh, yeah, look at that, DX, NWO, blah, blah, And you're, but they can't, and they can't, they're not going to get cleared, so it's not like you're going to see DX get, it's not like you're going to see the club take a chair to Scott Hall and Kevin Nash or, or all those guys, you know? So it's, like, it is what it is, but you know it is frustrating when you see them. They're all they're all out. You know, he says, "Let me introduce you to the OGs," um, and then the, you know the OC backs down, uh, and, and they kind of like ended it a little bit there. Uh, Rollins, there's a big group hug without Rollins, so everyone hugs while Rollins is standing, looking on, sad from the side because he's not part of that group. I want to play. I want to be in that hug, the click hug, you know. And then the whole you do the honors. You don't ever give Seth Rollins that mic again. I said, what? I mean, I ended up presenting like, no. No. Okay, here's where I had the number one issue. Okay. We are not going to have DX, namely Triple H, stand with Seth Rollins like, this is okay. Like, this is okay. Nobody else saw this. Like, the, the, the King Slayer and Triple H is just like, I'm here. No. No. I'm with you in that regard. I, I will say the nostalgia factor did make me drop that because you're right. I do bitch <laughs> a lot when Seth Rollins and Triple H are homies because I'm like, guys. <laughs> 
WrestleMania. There's a whole <laughs> big history between the two of you where you fucking hate each other. So you're right. Okay. In that regard, I will say, okay, yeah, you're right. The nostalgia factor maybe did have me overlook that. That is a little okay. bit silly. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I would have liked to see, and Triple H and Shawn Michaels are great at this, acknowledging situations that they shouldn't be in and playing off of it. Like, I would have liked to see Triple H look at Shawn like, we had a match. And then Sean just be like, well, we had matches. Then it all would be cool. Something like, you see what I'm saying? You acknowledge it, open it up, boom, we're or good. Just goes, no, it's different because I have a DX shirt on. My, <laughs> You're not the CEO right now. Yeah, no, I'm not a, I don't have a suit on. I have a DX shirt on. I've got a glow stick in my pocket. I'm cool now. I want to say shout out to the WWE for printing out shirts just for last night. Just for last night. And RVD foam fingers. And RVD. Just for that quick appearance. Just for RVD not to even see the fingers. Why? Because his eyes were too damn low. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One glimmer, one positive, I think, that I could, if they go in this direction that I saw here, was the very end, a little unspoken part where when the club were leaving, oh yeah, they yelled at Shawn Michaels. You think and I won't come down there? And they said, "We know where you work. You don't think we won't come down there?" And there was the rumors that if uh, NXT goes to Fox Sports in the fall, uh, which is two months away, that they'll utilize some of the main roster talent on there to just to kind of help build it up a little bit, similar to when NXT first, first started. started. Um, and Dude, if they're building up to Undisputed Era versus the club in NXT, that would be badass. And I do not, and I'm going to tell you this right now, and I know some people are going to hate me for saying this, they better not put the Undisputed Era over. Oh, hell no. They better not. And I love the Undisputed Era too, right, but they, you got to get the club over there. Yeah, because you know some people are like, well, the Undisputed Era's got to go over. You're going to have Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish beat AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows just because it's NXT? <laughs> oh, when you say it like that, though, they might. You never know. I mean, Triple H comes, Triple H comes, Shawn Michaels come running in with the... All of a sudden. All of a sudden. But also, if you throw Finn Balor in that match... Which I'm, hope, I'm, I'm hoping so much that that's what they're going to do with him eventually. Because he's getting, I hate to say it this way, he's getting stale. Absolutely. So he needs that, in, and he's never been a heel. And it would bring a whole different element to the OC. It would bring a whole, bring him over to the club, which everybody's been like, well, we just won't do that. What, what are y'all waiting for? I understand <laughs> Vince was high on him. I understand that. But then we realize how accident prone he is. Yeah. And injury prone. So you're like, okay, put him in a place where he can be safe. And it also works for everybody involved. Yeah, everyone wins if they do Everybody that. wins. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so then we have uh, 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 Teddy Biasi. He gets into a limo, but of course, Drake Maverick emerges from the limo. He beat I, him in the limo for I the hate title. whoever was on sound effects in the production truck. <laughs> it definitely sounded like an old cartoon. Like, <laughs> boo, 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 boo. Uh, bang, boom, bang. Uh, but yeah, so then he comes out, uh, and then he gets chased away. Uh, so Mick Foley's in the ring. Uh, cutting a promo, talking about, you know, well, first, he cut, starts cutting the promo. The 24-7 title train comes running through the cavalcade of people. Uh, he goes, oh, let me get it, let me get it, and they go through. Uh, but then he starts talking about one of his favorite matches, and that's obviously when he won the title. When it cuts back to him, though, we get the lights going out one by one for, for Bray Wyatt again. Um, and then Bray Wyatt is in the ring and uses the mandible claw on if that is, Foley. If that is his new finisher, if that was Foley giving it to the Fiend, I'm fine with that. I, I felt the same way, to be honest with you. If that's I was Foley, like, you know what? I could, 
I'm into him doing. He's got the gloves. He's got the glove. If if Foley is given the fiend the mandible claw and that was a pass for the torch of it, let us have it. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. As much as I'm like. As much as I'm like, oh, let the finishers from the past, like, stay with those people or whatever, you know, like, you don't need, yeah. like, this is the scary guy, so he has McFoley's finisher, this is the person of the people, so she's got the rock bottom, this is the guy who's anti-authority, so he's got the stunner. I get it, it, it is, it helps paint a mm-hmm. picture or whatever, but I would be cool with it. I, I, I mean, this is the, the Manimal Claw is something where he's really the only one that's really ever Nobody's done ever it. done yeah. it, that's and what I'm saying. it's a cool move, it is a cool move when done right and looks sketchy, because like a man's hand in your mouth and is like pushing down, down. like yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying, nobody else has done it. Yeah. And to see the, first of all, if you have not realized how terrifying that fiend mask is with those contacts, it works. Mm-hmm. It works. Also, I feel like, you know... I feel like the mandible claw is less sacred because I feel like it became more sacred when it became Sako. And yeah. Sako doesn't necessarily look like the mandible claw. Not at all. Because he's just sticking the sock in your mouth. That's Even all Even though is. he does it the same way, probably. Because yeah. it it's because of the sock, it looks like a it dirty sock, sock in your, in your mouth. mouth. Um, the mandible claw, like the thought of a guy like sticking his two fingers down in on there, your, like, your mandible jaw. fucking really painful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think it's a little less sacred. So yeah, I'm with you on that regard. Yeah. And it looks cool again. I think they're doing a really good job of these attacks from Bray Wyatt. And it's in and out. There's yeah. no saying anything. It's in and out. Now what I need is I need Bray Wyatt to talk again. I'm into that. I, mean, I need Bray Wyatt to kind of address it like, yowie, wowie. What was, you know, like, I need the Bray Wyatt, Mr. Rogers guy to come out now and be like, I don't know the fiend. He just does what he wants. Yeah, I want some explanation, too, to, to connect the two things. Yeah, because we yeah we know that Bray is the fiend and, you know, the hurt and heal and all those things. Yep. But now let's have Bray Wyatt talk. You know, let's yep. have this new Bray Wyatt talk. I almost wonder if, because we didn't, did we see Finn Balor after the attack? Nope. I'm almost wondering if we're going to see he's bringing them all to the funhouse. Like, we're going to see a segment where Bray is in the funhouse with, like, a weird Finn a and, weird like, a Finn weird doll. Mick Foley or something like that. I would I would be happy for Like, it. he's slowly taking people back to the funhouse or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. That would be cool, though, if they go in that direction. Well, I mean, if I agree with you. We need some connective tissue. Yeah, between, between the two of them. But, I, I mean, I would guess because Finn's supposed to be taking the time off at the SummerSlam. Yeah. So don't give us, excuse me, don't give us Finn versus Bray because what we know what it means is Bray will win. So in Survivor Series, we can have Demon versus Fiend. And yeah, it'll build up, whatever. But let's see. Let's just play it this out a little bit longer. I'm into that. I'm, I'm, I'm playing. I'm, let's play this out. Let's see how this goes. Yeah, we spent so long with the Firefly Funhouse to everybody being like, I need to see him. Yep. Till the debut last week. And then now this attack. We're going to keep getting attacks, but I definitely want to see Bray Wyatt address it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, I'm running out of time before okay. I see them pop in there. Uh, but we had the moment of bliss thing. It was whatever. It was with Becky Lynch. Uh, Talia came out. Uh, they had, they bickered a little bit to build up their match at SummerSlam. Nothing too ground none, none, in there. Yeah. Um, then our uh, truth pins Drake Maverick finally to end the night. Uh, and, and this the image of like. <laughs> Renee in the limo and Drake like no help me and he's like oh, trying to hold on to his woman so he can finally consummate the marriage the show's almost over he's got to make it a, a few more minutes can't do it gets pinned and then R-Truth jumps in the limo with his wife drive, and drives drive. off 
Love it. Uh, obviously, I can't wait to see where, where they go with this. Uh, and I like the now maybe possible pairing of Carmella and Drake. Could be fun if they oh, kind of like reverse versus, it now. Yeah. Um, that'll be fun. So then we have Braun Strowman versus Randy Rowe in 40 minutes. Uh, quick squash, but man, he tossed that you dude s- around. He, th- <laughs> he, ru- he ruined that man. This is going to be quick. That was so good. Yeah. <laughs> Kate Edmondson, don't blink. This gave him two bills that made that man get higher than he's ever been off his feet, probably, outside of an airplane. <laughs> totally. My dad texted me after watching it, and he said, uh, whoever thinks wrestling is fake needs to talk to Randy Rowe, who is probably still in the hospital. Because <laughs> he's, just, he's just, like, tossing oh, it around. Randy Rowe is now accepting hellified indie bookings based <laughs> off of the fact he was the guy that got tossed by Braun Strowman <laughs> on Raw Reunion. Um, and I, I will say this much before we move on to the last segment here, before we get out of here. Um, I do like they're getting back to bases with Braun. You know, people liked Braun initially because he was beating up jobbers like Ellsworth mm. and that other guy who said he likes sweaty men or whatever. Um, people liked Braun because he was destroying things. And they're doing that again. They yeah. had to destroy the thing with Bobby, that thing with Bobby Lashley um, and, and had to build up to a match. They have, they're putting him with uh, enhancement talent again. I think these are smart decisions to get Braun back to where he was. Yeah, and it's for, to calm him down, too, behind the scenes. Yes. Because he had messed his own push-up for a while. You heard about that. So you got to get him to refocus himself. He's lost a lot of weight. He's gotten in the best shape oh, he's yeah, been he's in. Oh, yeah, he's so cut. He's so cut and leaned up. So now let's see where this goes and where this builds up. Yeah, that video of him eating six pounds of food in ten minutes the other, the other day was so impressive. Six pounds in ten you, Could you do that, you think? No, I can barely eat a pound of food anymore because <laughs> now I'm being half vegan and my stomach is shrunk. You're, ha- you're vegan now? Vegan-ish. Vegan-ish? <laughs> I'm 97% the way there. 98. <laughs> How is it? It's, it's a struggle because it costs more to be vegan. How long have you been doing it? Since I got out the hospital last February when I almost died. Well, that's a good reason to switch <laughs> to being vegan. Uh, so then uh, Ric Flair comes out. Everyone's cheering for Ric Flair. Then they hit the Hogan music. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, bowing to Hogan. And they're, like, all rocking out on stage to his music. And it was a little much. It was way. I understand they're in Tampa. I get that part, but it was way. You gave Flair. You gave Flair his moment, but you did way more for Hogan. Like we've seen Hogan on TV before. This isn't like Hogan's just coming back. Like give him the same amount it's of time. Not he, like he almost died. Like Ric Flair. Flair almost died. He said something racist. You know, and it's very and, different. You know, Flair almost died. Like Flair being there should be like yes. Thank God you made it. Everyone's like, yeah, thank God you made it. You know, not like, oh, thank God you said sorry for your, that you've returned to us after saying something racist. Bow down to the almighty Hulk Hogan. It just, looked weird. I, it looked weird. Like I said, I just don't think the time. They gave him longer in the adulation and even the promo than Flair. And granted, Flair probably didn't want to talk. But I don't think we needed all that. No, and like you said, the, t- the Hogan thing was long, like where they were literally just sitting there playing his music and everyone was like dancing along to it. And I'm like, hey, guys. Can you can you hit Stone Cold's music? Right, that's you go what I need. Because everybody's just waiting on Austin's music. Like we're just waiting like, on the hey, glass. There's only six minutes left. Can yeah, you hit Stone hit, Cold's hit music? Hit the glass. Hit the glass. I was worried they were going to do that thing they did last time, where he wasn't going to talk again. Yeah. I was so scared of that. Luckily, that didn't happen. Stone Cold's music comes out. He and he obviously uh, showed that he is the goat. Uh, in my opinion, he comes out and just like, there's nothing like Stone Cold, man. Like, telling stories. Telling too. stories. Just like, just coming out there and just like, he's like, you know, as much as like The Rock is famous or whatever, I just feel like Stone Cold is so much more uh, 
embodies wrestling, you know? Like, The Rock became a movie star, and granted, Stone Cold is in the mainstream as well, but Stone Cold's largely in the mainstream for being Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah. Um, The Rock has done all these movies now. He's a Hollywood movie star or whatever, but this Stone Cold was just like Stone Cold in his fucking best, just like best form, coming out there and just like, Loving the boys, talking about this traveling the road. This That's is a family. family. My brothers and my sisters. You out there watching. Are you part of WWE family too? <laughs> it's just like, you're like, yeah, we are your family, Stone Cold. Can I borrow $20? <laughs> we are that type of family. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I, I enjoyed it. I also, man, I loved the part at the end where he's like, how much time we got left? So let me tell you about this story about uh, Jared Briscoe oh, yeah. in oh, South yeah. Africa. Oh, yeah. We did some things illegal that would have got us arrested, but Briscoe's... <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. Like, I, I was... <laughs> I loved it. It was just classic Stone Cold. You're just like, yeah, man. Like, you're the man, Stone Cold. <laughs> this is what you do. But yeah, like, you're like, because you know, it's like, he's going over. He doesn't care. He's like, oh, Vince has to pay an extra $100,000 because he went over an hour. Let me tell you about South Africa, you know? <laughs> and so you're just like, yeah. They're wrapping me up. Okay. Let's get some beers in here. <laughs> Yo, can we, no, Stone Cold Steve Austin needs to go in the Hall of Fame for the most beers caught flawlessly oh, ever. No. The guy who the guy who throws who used to throw in the beers, Mark Eaton, who was the timekeeper, that guy needs to go in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, because he always threw them flawlessly. He always threw them so flawlessly. And Austin, he is so far away too. You'd see him like halfway across but the you thing, see over the like, ring, and Austin just out out of the air like nothing. Hurricane for a superhero, you drop two beers, you need to be fired. Also, I'm sad that they cut off when they did because apparently after the show went off the air, he did like a beer bath to Lillian again too. Oh, there's a video that they posted yeah, yeah, on I Instagram. Saw I saw. Um, but yeah, all right, we gotta get out of here before I'm shocked they haven't waved me out of here yet. Uh, Jay, where, where can people find you on the Twitter, internet? Instagram at Mr. J Washington, M R J A Y. You should know how to spell Washington. And check out the Mad Titan podcast where I get you caught up on everything happening in the Marvel and DC live action cinematic universes, barbershop talk for nerds, as well as the Wrestling Compadre Slamcast Radio, Wrestling Compadre Slamcast on Dragon Wagon Radio. Yeah, there you go. get it. Uh, yeah, see, that's actually perfect that I brought up so much Marvel stuff during this show. It actually tied all around to your other shows to help. Promote that one as well. So, per you saw how knowledge he was. He was chopping stuff that I didn't even know he was talking about, to be honest with you, on that one part. Uh, at Wrestling Sheet on social media, ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week. I'm at Ryan Satin on social media. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find all the videos that we do here. The Raw and SmackDown recaps and Wrestling Sheet Radio specifically. But if you just want to listen while you're driving via podcast, working out, do whatever. Just search Wrestling Sheet Radio on all the major podcast platforms. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa Automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa Automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. 
So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.